0: On this episode of A Soul's Quest Podcast, we're having a discussion with artist and design entrepreneur Maurice Rubio-McMillan, also known as Noli, the creator. Stay tuned.
1: Thanks so much for joining
0: (laughs) us today, Maurice, as our guest on A Soul's Quest Podcast. We're super excited to have you. Thank you. I've been wanting to have this. I've already told you that. It's like, I'm almost like secretly, like, yeah. You're, I'm like a fan. Yeah. She's been, she's been, <laughs> she's been, to,
1: for season two, I know exactly who we're going to get. Yes. She's like, I knew who we we're going to talk to. And you were the first one that she, she called a few people and we had a list and you were like at the top of the list. So she's like, I really want him to talk. I want to yeah. talk to him. I oh. just
0: knew, I just don't know what it is. I just felt like I, I've always been drawn to you, anyways. Um, even though you don't know that, that sounds really weird. Um, Stalker. it was in a, it was in a good way. Cause I always thought you were very polite, very, um, helpful, knowledgeable, th- those types of things. Um, and I'm, I'm, I like, I like magnet to smart people, intellectual people, you know, not that I don't have. There's no discrimination. That's not what I mean, but but I, I you saw just, that you 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 I stuck just, there. I'm, you just
1: you started digging yourself. You don't know how you I get yourself out, out of I it, don't you? No, I got
0: out. I got, got out. You I got, got out. You got out. Okay, good. So um, <laughs> anyway, and so I was able to sort of reach out in a in, in a weird way, and, and I'm glad that you're here. So thank you for coming. I'm very excited. Good. Well, we're excited to. We're gonna dig right in. Absolutely.
1: So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> let's go for let's it. Do it. Maybe I'm scared. Oh, you should. Be oh. you should be.
0: <laughs> don't be scared.
1: No, that's not don't be, be scared. scared. <laughs> maybe, maybe, but no, no, I'm kidding. No, all right, no,
0: all right. No. So, Maurice, tell us about yourself. Where were you born? <clears throat> that's the best place to start. Tell us where I was. I was
2: born here in Fort Pierce, in okay. Florida. Okay, and A good old um, Fort.
0: I love Fort Pierce.
2: Yes, I, no, actually, I love this city. Yeah. A lot of people bash it. I know. It breaks my heart. In fact, I'll probably same. excommunicate you if you do.
1: <laughs> Actually, <laughs> I want I, I, I wanted to I want people not to know to believe that it's horrible. Yeah, because I don't want it to be like Port Lucie is right now, just no, packed with yeah. people. Uh,
2: That's a good point. You know, yeah. yes, and the so, prices on land have gone like way. Oh out my of the, god, yeah. Mm-hmm. outrageous! Yeah. Do you ever yeah. do this
0: thing where people will say things like, um, "Oh, I heard these things about Force," I'm like, or Fort Pierce, and I'm like, "Believe it, it's true. <laughs> Everything they say about it is true." Stay you out of If You here. don't like it. Don't don't don't, don't come, come on here. On. <laughs> yeah, no, you're I've missing heard all out. Kinds of stories yeah.
2: and seen some things myself, but yeah, um, it's just it's a beautiful town. Mm-hmm. It, there's hidden gems all over it. Yes, and, there is. Yep. I mean, definitely I love it. I'm with yeah. you. I wouldn't yeah. want to be anywhere else.
0: No, nope. same. I'm with you.
1: So you were born and raised here. Yes, it was. So tell us that story. Tell us how how you came about. All right. So <laughs> well,
0: we know how he came about.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Well, um, yep. like, what about any you know there's a lot of th- there's a lot of stories out there that's what we hear i was conceived on taylor's creek i found out <laughs> Really?
2: Um,
0: yeah. <laughs> we,
1: were, we were talking
2: about how bodies end up at taylor's creek all the time I, long yeah. story but um my mom was like you were conceived there did you know that i was like oh thanks so hey. dead
0: bodies con- Conceived. oh thank you. wow okay um the
2: circle
1: of life
0: Yeah. <laughs> right
2: the circle of life um Right. So I was born in 1986 and at the time that I was born, uh, I was born to Alicia Vega Mm
0: -hmm.
2: and Maurice Marcus McMillan Sr. And my dad was black. My mom is actually half white. She's half Colombian too. Hmm. But um, at the time it wasn't really approved in Fort Pierce. Like you didn't have races mixing. Right. And, um, she, I don't want to tell too much of her story, right. but she, she had a hard time uh, coming to terms with not being able to, to have a child. She wanted to have me with, with my father. She just, she was absolutely in love with my dad. And um, she decided I'm, I'm going to have this baby because when, uh, when they found out she was pregnant, my great grandparents who are like the, the matriarch, the patriarch of yeah. our family on, on her side, right. they, they command everything. You mm-hmm. know? Yeah. My great grandfather, we called him Pa. He's like a big papa bear, right? He um he was the man. Whatever he said, everyone in the family followed. Right. And the Godfather. There, yes. Yeah, basically. <laughs> I mean, he yeah. was a Freemason. He oh. worked for the sheriff's department. Really? He was in the county. John Black. He was well known in his time. Oh. And he him and his boys practically ran for Pierce. But um Yeah, he said no. Wow. I mean, you're not having that baby. The baby's not coming. But my great grandmother on my mom's side very different. Her name is mm. Mary. She comes from St. Augustine. Um, she's she was raised a lot like my great grandfather, but she she just didn't see things quite the same way that he did. But in her role at that time as a woman, as a wife, she would always take the back seat to whatever he said. So whatever he said went. She didn't agree with him on this, mm. and their disagreement led to my mom feeling like maybe you know maybe I can do this. So she did have me obviously Obviously. (laughs) you're you're still here here. (laughs) you're still here (laughs) and um while on my dad's side i don't know really as much as um as much of the story because my dad didn't really we weren't we weren't very close growing up so i didn't really get all the details like i got on my mom's side but uh they were against my birth but i think they were a little bit more for it than my great-grandfather and my great-grandmother were Mm mm-hmm So, when I was born, um, my mom was 16, my dad was 20, and uh, that first day, my great-grandmother, she held me, and she refused to let me go. She said, this baby is coming back to the house with us. Mm -hmm. Now, mind you, also at that time, my grandmother was strung out on drugs, Mm -hmm. so my mom didn't really have anywhere to go. She was Mm -hmm. living with my great-grandparents, her grandparents at the time. So, our family is like, really kind of, there's all kinds of situations in there where you got family members that are being raised by other family members, yeah. that sort of. Yeah,
0: thing. yeah.
2: So um, they brought no, me well, in. I'm sorry,
1: but what you, you're saying that this are on your, on your mother's side. Yes, on my mother's side. Yeah. Okay.
2: Yeah. So, story behind that though, because I did, I did find out recently from my grandfather. Um, I was, I was over there and I saw him, and I was like, how did it end up that I, I was on, I was with my mom so yeah. much, and he said, well, essentially, Mr. Black rolled up here after you were born. And I just kinda watched him and he walked up here and I kinda started sweating. <laughs> and he said, The boy's standing with me. Mm. And I didn't really say anything else to it. He my my great grandfather was a very intimidating man. Mm-hmm. And, um, even though he didn't want me at first, when he decided he was going to keep me,
1: he kept you, he kept me. <laughs>
2: oh. <laughs> yeah. So, um, I mean, they kind of kept me separated from my dad's side a lot, but my great grandmother didn't believe in that. So mm-hmm. she tried to make sure I was always with my dad's side as much as, mm-hmm. as I could be. Right. And the reason I'm saying dad's side, mom's side like that is because, um, at the age of three. Both my parents committed armed robbery, mm-hmm. and they went to prison. Mm. So at that point, I was actually up for grabs, and my great-grandparents took me in and, and actually raised me. Okay. Yeah.
1: Now, it's interesting. A lot of people don't understand um, um, just to give a little bit of context of um, four peers around that time, um, from what I understand, um, um, this was really like a good old boys' town. Yes. And, um, I mean, uh, from, what I, from what I've from what i heard, there used to be parades, KKK parades, the newest one. So glad you brought that up. Yeah, <laughs> during that time. <laughs>
0: I, I heard a lot of stories of like yeah, yeah, okay. I'll, I'll spill the beans and everything. Oh, you spill the beans oh. and <laughs> everything? <sure. laughs> awesome, Port, also. Port and This may be yeah. a longer interview <laughs> after
2: all. St. Lucie County will probably deny this completely. But mm-hmm. uh, what they refer to as... Um, so according to my great grandfather the reason why you have avenue a b c d they call that abc town Mm -hmm. aka black town because when on an application something would come in and they saw that address they knew the color of their skin
1: yeah oh right so it was segregated like that Mm -hmm.
2: wow and they kept it that way i did
0: not know that yes okay
2: um kkk very prevalent Mm -hmm. i was not allowed to answer the telephone at the house because of the kkk calling the house i kind of think he was involved in it a little bit (laughs) originally like honestly i do especially since he was um he was a grandmaster with the masons and Mm -hmm. after my birth he completely segregated himself from everything that he was really in fact a large part of why i'm still here in fort pierce is because my great-grandmother gave up her inheritance to keep me oh wow yeah her her brother was against me being taken in and he said, if you're going to take in that child, then you're foregoing all of your inheritance. And they took everything from her.
1: Wow.
0: Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. Okay.
1: So at this wow. early stage, right, you, you see your parents going to, both going to prison. Um, you're living with your great-grandparents right? Uh, at the moment. Um, and they're av- obviously, they're both sacrificed a, a lot for you. Now that you see that in retrospect, um, when you were going through that, what were your thoughts? What were you thinking? My parents are not here. Living with my grandparents. I don't. When did you really get that sense yeah, that they
0: weren't there? Actually, because you were three, right when they were mm-hmm. arrested. So then, when did you start feeling like, oh, where where are my parents at? And what what
1: was their response?
2: It wasn't really until school. Okay. Um. Fortunately, I was taken to see my parents in prison, like mm. pretty often. I guess pretty often for me as a child, it felt like pretty often, right? So I'd see my mom, I'd see my dad, um, that sort of thing. But it wasn't until school when you have other people looking at you and asking, you know, why are your parents so old um, that I'm like, I don't know. Or mm. why, how come they're white and you're black? I don't know.
1: Okay. Are you adopted? Am I? <laughs>
0: <laughs> wow!
1: <laughs> so you're oh you're you're. I mean, this is like pre-K, okay? Kindergarten. Like
2: kindergarten. Uh, so like, what? Were well you like pre, no, I'd say pre pre-K. Pre-K. I was a little while in pre-K, but mm. it wasn't until I started really kind of questioning this in kindergarten mm. that I was like,
0: wait a minute, something's not right, something's
2: different. Yeah. But my mom, see, my mom got out in three years. Okay, um, so actually, I was six. I was six when she got out. So mm-hmm. it wasn't there was like a small span there when mm-hmm. she wasn't there. Mm-hmm. And um, I remember when she came to pick me up, I didn't know who she was. Really? Yeah, she came to pick me up. and I'm Even though you had her. gone
0: to visit her, you didn't know? Yeah, well, oh. she
2: changed her hair color too. Oh, oh okay. okay. She yeah. did that to a child. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we get confused at that age. What? What's this? I'm Don't sitting there that. one day and she walks up to me and she's like, come on, honey. And I'm like, Who are you? I don't know you. Stranger danger. Oh,
0: the the school like I'm sorry. He doesn't know you. You She's like
2: that's my son. (laughs) He's like I don't know her. I don't don't know who she is.
0: (laughs) Your mom must have been like, honey, it's me.
2: (laughs) (laughs) They had to get my aunt worked at the school too. So Uh, she came out and she was like, no, that's that's
0: that's that's his mother. 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 Really. It's actually really funny.
2: To this day, I still have problems with like recognizing people's faces.
0: <laughs> really? Yeah, kind
1: of. That traumatized you. It kind of did. <laughs> I yeah, I could imagine.
0: I'll be in Publix and run into him, and I'll be like, hey, Maurice. And I'll be and I'm like, like,
1: who are you? That's, no, that truly
2: happens. I'm not going to lie. Like There are people I've known my entire life. I kid you not. We walk by each other, and I'm looking at them like, god dang, they look so familiar. <laughs> they look so familiar. They're like, we're cousins. <laughs> oh my god, that's
0: hilarious. I didn't know <laughs> you changed your hair. <laughs> Something's different. You threw me off. That's hilarious. That's funny. Yeah. So then, okay. So your mom got out in three years. She comes home. So then what happens? That must've changed your family dynamics. I'm sure yes. she was probably, well, you, you tell the story. I don't know anything.
2: No, 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 that's, um, it did. And, um, so at the time that she got out, my great, great grandmother, Elizabeth was still alive. Okay. And she lived at the house with us. So, It's me, my great-grandparents, my great-great-grandmother, and now my mother. And it's, like, kind of, like, sorting around each other and kind of relearning things. Like, okay, well, now I go with my mom, but I I don't really... I don't really know her. Also, mind you, when she went in, she was 16. When she got mm-hmm. out, she was 19. Yeah. yeah. And what's on a 19-year-old's mind? Not a baby. Not a baby, no. <laughs> not when they got out of prison. No. No, no not at all. <laughs> so her lifestyle quickly showed itself to be somewhere I did not want to be. Okay. And um, I, I, I've told her this, too. Like, I just, they, they asked me, you know, what, what do you want? do you want to be with your mom? Do you not want to be with your mom? And that was a terrible... And this speech. is from your
1: grandma? This is from
2: my great-grandmother. Great-grandmother. Sometimes. Yeah, because, you know, they, I'm. she's back. They want to make sure that I have the opportunity to go with my mom. They mm-hmm. don't think that she's ready for it. All kinds of arguments. Mm-hmm. Mind you, too, my great-grandparents, both alcoholics. Oh, okay. My mother not an alcoholic, but she does love the weed quite a mm-hmm. bit. Mm-hmm. And um, dealing with their alcoholism at that time, with my mom coming in and, like... Being in and out of the house and trying to figure out what she wants to do with her life, I—I I mean, I just stayed where it was really the most stable. Yeah. Because I noticed with my mom, like there was a lot of instability, a lot of arguments. She has, um, I don't know, what's it called, bipolar disorder. She has uh, schizo schizoaffective disorder. Mm-hmm. She all of those things I think got diagnosed just before she went into prison, and then while she was in prison, and um, I just I was unhappy yeah. being with her. I was happy with her. Cause you know, you're with your mom, like, yeah, but at the same time I felt very unsafe and the people that she would bring into my life and then she smoked cigarettes and like they didn't do that. You know what I mean? Like I had a routine with my great grandparents. I didn't have that with my mom and it wasn't impossible to have with my mom at that time. Mm -hmm. It's interesting
0: that you had the level of, um, awareness to, at that, um, age, you know, that presence of mind to say, yeah, no, I'm not digging this. You I know? have
2: a theory on it, and it's it's probably because of my great-grandfather. Mm. He was, um, when I say that he was like a, how can I even put this? He was a merchant marine. Mm. He served in World War II. Really? Yes. Wow. And um, he he had a way of making me think that I don't think anyone else does even to this day.
1: So, What do you mean by that?
2: Yeah, it is it is kind of complicated. So he would, he'd have this this room, right, and it was, uh, it's a dark room, and it's kind of where he would sit and drink a lot of times, mm-hmm. but he'd sit down in his chair, he'd have his drink, and he'd sit me down there on a couch, and he'd talk to me about whatever it is for that day. Like, what what did you think about today? What did you do today? They would ask me all kinds of racial questions, too. Like, well, h- how many friends do you have that are white? How many friends do you have that are black? Mm-hmm. This was uh point of contention for a lot of other family members but he would make me recap the day and think about the day and think about my actions and my choices mm-hmm. and and that constant reiteration i found myself looking at other people's actions and questioning why are they doing those things and yeah. i became more observant of other people because of what he was kind of forcing upon yeah me, you know yeah. thinking yeah. which was also a curse because like You get to a point where you're watching people get away with things and you're like, Well, how can they get away with it? But I can't, or you know, you just become so aware that it's Start overanalyzing. Yeah, basically. Yes. Oh my god. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You don't act at that point, you just watch.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. right? (laughs) You start (laughs) just with it. Calculation. (laughs) Oh, that's funny. (laughs) So that's a very interesting relationship. You mentioned that in that room he brought up the issue with race. Like in what co- in what context? Like you mentioned, he asked you have any white friends? What? What? Are, have any black friends? What was the? What was his reasoning for bringing that up? I
2: honestly, I still don't know. Yeah. I I don't know why he wanted to know those things. Um, it seemed like it was really important to him that I, um, I mean, you know what? I could say it like this. What I've learned because I'm going through um the process of becoming an, an educator for mm-hmm. K twelve, and there's this thing they do called tracking where they put a student into a certain track with certain students that are like-minded, right? And, and the idea mm-hmm. of that is to keep them all together so that they can keep on building upon each other. But there are students who are in a lower track who will never get to that high track. Correct. Right? I think that he was trying to keep me tracked with people he thought would be more successful throughout life. Mm-hmm. And and his eyes, being black made me less successful immediately. Mm-hmm. And so for me to be more successful, I had to stay with white people.
0: Mm. Oh, that's but that's
2: the only way i can make sense of it because you know my mom found out that he was asking me these questions and she literally would fly in out of nowhere and just start attacking and then you know he's drinking so yeah it's just attacking attacking attacking
1: yeah so you, you mentioned that the your your grandparents your great-grandparents were both alcoholics yes H- how did that manifest in the household um where you were there
2: um arguments mostly arguments, disagreements uh, between the two of them. I mean, most of my great-grandmother would usually side with him on whatever, mm-hmm. but whenever it came to me, that's where their arguments would always lie. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, was not a typical boy. I didn't do typical boy things. I was a creator, so, like, I would use all their aluminum foil and make dolls and stuff out mm-hmm. of it. I had the whole room filled with aluminum foil once. So it was kind <laughs> of crazy <looking>. <laughs> <laughs> They would bring people in and show it off, and I was like, don't show people. <laughs> I look crazy. That's (laughs) private. No, but I also like to... I had tea parties with my great-great-grandmother until Mm -hmm. she died. Mm -hmm. And I like to paint my nails with them because that's what they did. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Like, no, he doesn't do that. He needs to come out here and mow the grass. And you know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. so those things that they disagreed on came out at night when they were both drinking.
1: Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. I will not tell you exactly what they did. So in addition to to, um, the race... And 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 the question of those two things back and forth, there was also the 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 traditional male uh, versus your creativity, and he wanted you to be a certain way. Yes. She she was accepting you for your creative aspects. So there was a conflict of not only race but also your creative co- contention as well. Yes. So how did that make you feel at that age that you saw them fighting about you on these different domains?
2: Well, for the most part, I felt incompetent. Mm. I didn't feel like I could um, be the person he wanted me to be. Um, he, he very much so wanted me to have personality, was what he called it. And it was really just an outgoing personality type. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you look at it today, it would be an extrovert versus an introvert. Mm-hmm. I was an introvert. He was a Sagittarius extremely
1: extroverted uh, okay <laughs> so so he wanted that 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 structure that a certain personality of what you should be and and, and the reason that you think is because he really wanted you to be successful bec- because he felt that you already started more from behind right mm. yes okay.
0: you have a disadvantage right according to, him. according to him yeah that's what it sounds like yeah yeah I think so, so then when you um so how did, so when you were at school and stuff, were you able to be, I don't, everybody has different school experiences. Were you taking like, um, art classes and doing things that also piqued your creativity or what was that like in like grade school, elementary? It
2: wasn't an elementary. We didn't really have art. Okay. We had, um, it, I went to Fairlawn. So at Fairlawn we had music oh, okay. and our music teacher, Miss Surface, she um, she had this involved in these other programs, and I actually was trying to find them, like to figure out what they were, because I wonder if they're still in existence now. But there was this one program that we had. We would go out as a group. We had to learn poetry, and huh. we had to recite the poetry. Really? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, mm-hmm. So That's we nice. would go like at the city hall early, early in the morning, and take turns re- re- uh, reciting the poetry in front of everybody. Uh, so we did things like that. But as far as after, besides that, nothing. I had nothing for creativity. Mm-hmm. Um in elementary school, that's when uh we found out I had asthma. Mm. So there was a, a period where I was sick for a long time. I think for three months I was in the hospital. Oh wow. They didn't they didn't know they didn't know anything about exactly. asthma. Yeah, yeah. it was just like I couldn't breathe and just so happened on our property we have these apartments. And one of the tenants out there was a respiratory therapist. Oh, mm. funny. Yeah, okay. so she, you know, she came to the aid because they're like, well, she's the only person we know who's, you know, medical. Mm-hmm. And um, they brought her in. And she she said, I think he has asthma. They put me in the hospital, gave me all these drugs. Mm. Drugs mess me up. I got to tell you, the, the things they put you on in early days for asthma, yeah. your heart's racing, your mind's racing. Really? It kind of messes you up.
0: My brother has asthma. I don't remember him saying it. He's, he's had it really bad.
2: It's it. Uh, it's before they had like the albuterol. Okay. They had some other steroid. It right. came in a glass vial, and you would have to snap off the glass. So yeah. bizarre. And then it's old would, school. Yeah, real old did school. Did you put it in school. one
0: of those things that you had to like breathe? Yes. Uh, my brother did that. Yeah. I wonder what his experiences were. I am Pretty sure you. he did that. I
2: saw things. <laughs> 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 As a little kid, I was like, <laughs> where are you? <laughs> what is that outside?" <laughs> the trees look like dinosaurs oh lord
0: <laughs> oh my god that's i thought cars
2: going by with a terminator
0: uh, I, I honestly thought i was gonna die <laughs> oh my god that is hilarious oh my so, god so you, you now
1: <laughs> outside of the dynamics right now you're getting into some physical issues and and how old are you you're what seven eight around this i was side? about eight or nine eight or nine that time yeah and and so, what's going through your mind? It's um, how 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 are your 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 great grandparents reacting to all this, and your mother? Well, well, my mom, she
2: I don't really remember being too involved with the asthma stuff. To be honest oh. with you, she wasn't really. Um, she didn't really understand it. She was going through her own her own little period. Mm-hmm. When I was about eight years old, she had my sister. So my dad my dad didn't get out of prison until I was eight. he got a longer sentence because he blamed her for everything and the judge did not like that oh Oh. yeah (coughs) so one day he was out on not a
0: good strategy no no, terrible
2: (laughs) oh my god my father (laughs) my my father
1: let's talk about your father let's talk about your father
2: okay Um. so your mom wasn't really
1: involved at that time she had she had your sister Um, were you both your parents together no no (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> they
2: weren't together but they had always swore that they were going to only ever have children with one person oh. i want to be like everyone else out there that mm-hmm. had you know kids with multiple people mm-hmm. and um even though they had decided they weren't going to be together mm-hmm. they both wanted one more kid mm. so they made that happen over i think a christmas break when he was like out on work leave
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's interesting
2: and, and
1: <laughs> <laughs> so your mom was not involved, and then your dad was. Um, when did you your your father finally came out of prison, and how did that relationship with him how, how did that go after he came out? Oh man, talk about complicated. Oh, when
2: he came out, so I was eight years old. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And my sister, I think, had just been born. But then there was a question of who was the dad. Mm. Just because, you know. Just because. Yeah. <laughs> um, and he, so he had all the all the same issues with my great-grandfather. Uh-huh. Right? I mean, first of all, those two did not get along. Mm-hmm. They, they did not like each other. My dad would make promises. You know, I'm going to be there at such and such time to pick him up. Shows up uh, a day late. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. And my great-grandfather like, don't you come back to this house again. <laughs> but my great grandma's like, that's his dad. Yeah. You know, uh, you have to... So but my dad wanted me to be uh, a football player mm-hmm. he wanted me to like you know he liked my art cuz he was really he was kind of an artist himself but um, he just didn't believe it could do anything for you. Mm. So he said, you know, you need to you need to pick up talents and hobbies that are more in line with something that can actually make you money. Yeah, Because mm-hmm. you
0: can make a lot of money as a football player. Because right? everybody can be a football everybody. player. Everybody, that's <laughs> what I hear. <laughs> Not mocking your dad or anything, I'm just saying like, that's a lot of, that's like the, that's what every parent's like, just, you could be a football, you can do it, you could be anything you want to be.
1: <laughs> they haven't done the numbers yet. Uh, but anyways. Anyways, go ahead. <laughs>
2: it's a a problem. I have cousins who really believe that because their dad said it too. But, um, yeah, no, we just didn't get along. And the fact that I was sickly having asthma and stuff and their cigarette smoke, you know, made all that worse. Um, He thought it was just a lie. He's like, you're making it up. You're just doing this for attention. Oh wow. Yeah. Yeah. We had, we just did not. And he was also an alcoholic. So we did not, we just didn't see eye to eye on anything, but I would go with him and we would spend time together. Um, trying to think of what he said about my sister because when she was born he he decided to tell me a lot of the history between he and my mom Mm -hmm. and it i mean he just painted her in such a different light than what she'd paint him you know what was the contrast the contrast was he he wanted me to he just he didn't like that i supported my mother in any kind of way but my mother always supported him Mm. and seeing that dichotomy i would look at him and be like what is wrong with you yeah you know do you, and a lot of times, I played role of parent over both my parents, and he hated that too. Yeah. <laughs> I would look at him and I would be like, "Why would you tell a child this?" Oh, that's <laughs> yeah. hilarious.
0: He must have been what, like, what, what, <laughs> "You must have I've had you. a problem." Some, some, he
2: hated me. I
1: know he did. Here comes the 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 reflect the recap reflection part with your great grandfather acting up as an eight nine year old with your dad wow wow he's like he wait, wait, wait a minute it. why would you tell me this i'm only eight
0: <laughs> that's so funny right?
2: yeah. yeah and that's all i could think is like my dad doesn't doesn't get it like yeah i'm a kid yeah. i shouldn't care about those things right. but all the while i'm i'm very aware of like what he's doing in his choices so I I mean I found out he was he was actually with a woman when he got with my mom and had my baby. Mm. So
1: that woman, your baby sister, yes, yeah. Oh, you call her your baby?
2: Yeah. Well, no, no, no.
1: no he's not my sister. baby. Yeah. Oh, okay. No, 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 no. Sister. Yeah, that's yeah, okay. No, I, I, you know, just like you she know, during, is, I kind of raised her. There you go. See, there you go. There you go. She's her
2: baby. <laughs> that's another sidestep.
0: Okay.
2: Um. Yeah, so they were still together. Uh And then, you know, when my sister came along, she's like, what, what, how? How is this? She chose to stay with him, but uh, there was a lot of resentment there. So anytime me and my sister would like visit, there was very, there's a lot of proof of resentment, Mm -hmm. you know, and then lots of arguing between them. So Mm -hmm. I'm constantly in the situation where whatever parental figures I have are at war because we exist. Right. Yeah. Right. Wow. So
1: to, to let me, let me just kind of like get an idea of the dynamics, right? You are, you live with your great grandparents. Your mother is staying with them as well. No. So at that point she did up
2: until I was probably seven, mm-hmm. maybe even before that. It's like, she was pretty fast to get out. Um, my grandmother got straight for a little while. hmm. And she has two other children. One of them was adopted by another family member. And the other was with her while she was out there doing her thing. Mm-hmm. And once she got straight, my great-grandfather bought them a house so that they could all live together. Okay. So they all came together inside this house. Mm-hmm.
1: Your, gra- your grandmother? My your grandmother, mother.
2: my mom, my aunt, mm-hmm. and then whatever men all of them had mm-hmm. right at the
1: time. Okay. But and you, all my cousins. And all your cousins. But you were still with your... Um, both both of your grandparents. grandparents right. Yeah. Okay. And then your dad was at a separate location. Yes. So you were going between these three places. Yes. Okay. Uh, so w- w- which one did you like the most and why? <laughs> I like being home. Yeah, you like being right. with your grandparents. Yeah, I, like I think being you like still your felt like that. Because yeah. it
0: was like that, like you said before, the stability and
2: that's yes. just where you felt. Stability. Like when I would go with my, with my mom. They would give me money to make sure I had money to get food for myself. Mm. Okay, my mom knew this. Oh, so her first reaction <laughs> when we get away from the house is,
0: Oh wow. no!
2: <laughs> I know they gave you money. I need gas. Oh wow!
0: <laughs> I had to come get you. You know <laughs> any gas? <laughs> Do you know
2: what it felt like to have to take that money out and give it over like, how am I gonna eat?
1: Oh. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs>
2: But you know, yeah, I prefer being home.
1: Now, was there any like um physical abuse uh, towards you or your sister at the during this time? No, not towards me
2: directly mm. or to my sister. My sister, she was a queen. Okay. <laughs> no matter who had her, yeah, she was a queen. She was taken care of. I was, you know, <laughs> I was the shit on the shoe. Mm. As far as how family treated me. But um Yeah, wherever she went, she was great. The physical abuse was really with my mom and her boyfriends. Okay. Um, She did have a tendency to pick really aggressive males, Mm. you know, as as like guys that she would want to go with. And um, one of them in particular, he he was, to this day, he'll always be in my nightmares. You know, he's Mm. just that kind of guy. There was a time that we actually had to, all the kids in the house, I was over there. And, you know, whenever I was over there, I was the parent. We had to go through and take all the knives and throw them on the roof because the fight between them got so bad. We thought someone was going to get killed. Wow. Uh, Yeah. So it was it was situations like that. I got spanked a lot by my great grandfather. And Mm -hmm. sometimes he hit me so hard that my great grandmother would step in and intervene because she felt like he was being a little overly, you know. Abusive. I just think he had really hard hands. Right. <laughs> like he just had like it was like leather. <laughs> right, right. But I don't think that he honestly like looking at the things that happened. I don't ever feel like he did anything that was uncalled for. Mm-hmm. Personally,
1: yeah. It was just regular kids through direction. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
2: yeah. Like, and that's just that's how he was raised. So that's what he did. You know, yeah. you, you do something wrong, you do something stupid.
0: Yeah. yeah. In those
1: reflection sessions with him. Um, did he ever mention any disappointment of anything towards your mother being that that's his grandma, granddaughter? Did he mention anything towards her?
2: I mean, he never said it directly, but there, so whenever I would come back from someone's house, Mm -hmm. there was a reflection period. (laughs) And in that reflection period, he would get all the information that he wanted and Mm -hmm. he never said anything to me, Mm -hmm. but I heard it on the phone. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You know, back in those days, you could just pick up a line. Yeah,
0: <laughs> you just very. Do you know how you did that? You just keep it, and then yeah, right. Yeah. Oh, I did that a lot. <laughs> you had, a balance so,
1: first, you had to you balance it first because you got to keep the other side down. Someone call, and you,
2: pick it up, and you're just like, "What's going on?" <laughs> <laughs> but then you'd hear them yelling, and then I'm like, "I'm out." Yeah, you know? I don't want to mm-hmm. hear that. I don't. I didn't, didn't want to get anyone in trouble. Yeah, and of that course. was a terrible feeling to think that you got your parent in trouble. And that it's your fault, and now there's like animosity between them.
0: Of course. So, no, I was gonna say, well, because we got to keep this moving along, I'm (laughs) curious about how, um, you know, you go from elementary or middle school, and you went to middle school here. What was that like? Like that transition into that stage, and then your framework at that point. (sighs)
2: That was a terrible, terrible time. That okay, so it was probably the worst transition. I don't know what really happened to me that it it got so like discombobulated. But when I was 10 years old, I kind of developed my first crush and it was on a guy Mm -hmm. and it took me three years to like work through those feelings Mm -hmm. to like understand like, uh, why, why, Mm -hmm. why am I going through this? And um, I was kind of a bully to him because these feelings were coming from him and I'll, that's a whole nother story. But uh, from fifth grade to sixth grade, I had such a terrible time dealing with the changes that were coming. And at the same time, my great grandfather was sick mm. all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. He had an ulcer and he had a heart attack. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. And, um, and then they found out he had leukemia. Mm. And each of these things interacted in a way where if they treated one, it would cause a flare in a situation with the other. Oh. Meanwhile, I'm going through the coming of age process. And I'm in a new school. I have no friends. So all of my stress began taking a physical um, a physical manifestation in my body. I was throwing up. I was um, losing weight. I was sick. Um, they looked at, you know, did you have an ulcer? Is it some kind of like mental problem? Mm-hmm. Is it? Yeah, they thought since my mom had mental um, health issues that maybe I was starting to yeah. have those issues. So they got me tested for everything they could under the sun, and nothing came out of it. All we could decide is it's just anxiety. It's mm-hmm. pure anxiety. I just didn't want to be in school. Yeah. I did. I wasn't happy with who I was and the things I was going through, and I was maladjusted.
1: Now, who do you have? <coughs> Excuse me, because your grandfather's going through all these changes. Obviously, you, I mean, your great-grandfather is. Your great grandmother mother is obviously preoccupied with that. You don't feel comfortable speaking to your dad, your father, or nor your mother. Who do you have during this time?
2: Well, so actually some things did change in that in that period. Okay. Um in the three years that I was kind of undergoing like trying to understand myself, my mom was going through her own transformation and she was becoming more I wouldn't say more of a parent, but more of a friend. Okay. Um I just lost my train of thought.
1: It was right there. And then psh, gone. That's ah, all right. This is life. It's, it's, it, comes, it comes and goes, you know, it's like inspiration. You know how it is as an artist. It's like, <coughs> you'll come back to it. Yeah, we'll come back. It'll come yeah, we'll come, come back. But so, so you
0: didn't have, so Omar was asking if you had, who was that? Did you have anybody that you could, like, you're going through this. Uh, obviously you're having a crush on somebody of the same sex and that like, I don't know what that must have been like for you at that time because it's not something that you just talk about. It's not normal.
1: Not at that time. At
0: that time especially. Did you so you just didn't talk about that?
2: I I didn't talk about it until I was 13. Mm-hmm. Okay. Until I was 13. So in in that space I really honestly I didn't really communicate with very many people. I mean, I did you, you remember AOL? Yeah, america online yeah of course so <laughs> i found an outlet in aol because i was able to find chat rooms and meet other people online that were kind of going through similar situations yeah. i did make a few friends online mm-hmm. that kind of helped me to like navigate what those feelings were and you know what it was i even was because yeah. i heard the word gay but i didn't know what gay meant yeah um so i had that i had my cousin's I, um, I had a cousin that was born in 1992. She's just a, a few years younger than me. Mm-hmm. And she's like a sister. Like, she was always there with me. Like, sometimes she lived with us there, and then sometimes she didn't, sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I had her, but I didn't really have anyone that I talked to um, about anything deep. Not mm-hmm. until 13. When I was when I turned 13, that's when I started, like, accepting a lot of things about myself. Mm-hmm. I started accepting... Um, situation, accepting alcoholism. And a lot of that was in part to my mom. She gave me the Big Blue Book, which was actually like a really small blue book of Mm -hmm. Alcoholics Anonymous to kind of understand some things. See, when I went from 12 to 13, my great-grandfather passed away. Mm. And um, I I was devastated. I'm sure. I mean, he was basically my father. Yeah. Yeah. And um, at the same time, I was... uh, I didn't have time to grieve because my great-grandmother... I, I experienced the side of her that no one had experienced. Mm-hmm. She and, and she for the first time in her life, she was without her husband. I mean, mm-hmm. she knew this man since she was growing up. Yeah. And, you know, she's been with him all her life. Yeah, yeah that's a and, big. Right.
0: Yeah, that's a chain. That's drastic. Yeah.
2: And now here she was without him
0: yeah
2: then no one and no one ever experienced the side of her no yeah. one ever went through this with her but there i was mm-hmm. and her alcoholism took a turn for the worse so now she wasn't the one who was supporting me she was the one attacking me and she was attacking me while i was coming to terms with myself and while yeah. i was dealing with the grief of his loss and um, what, what
1: kind of attacks was she do with making on you
2: yeah it was uh, in hindsight fear of abandonment she was afraid that I was going to leave her. I was going mm. like, to go with my mom or go with my dad. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a point in time when you're a teenager that you start to pull away from your parents. For N- naturally. Right. Yeah. Naturally. Yeah. And, and I believe in that to an extent, I think that we pull away maybe a little bit too much sometimes, mm-hmm. but um, I, she was just so scared. I think that I was going to leave her and she would have nobody and nothing. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. That's all I can think. Mm-hmm. So, you know, whenever I was going out with my friends uh, if I ever got to go out with my friends, uh, she she just had a problem with that. If mm. I went out with my mom for too long, she had yeah. a problem with that. If my dad came and and I went, but my dad wasn't <laughs> me and him. Actually, at thirteen, we dissolved our relationship okay. until uh, seven years later. Like oh, it wow. took seven years for us to pick up again. Okay, but um, yeah. So my mom was really the the largest proponent. I I had the most <coughs> support from her.
1: So so let me ask this, because um, now you are you you're in your teenage years you're you're confronting your you're beginning to be more self-reliant when it comes to your emotions who you are as an individual and trying to navigate through that um you you lose one of the most important people in your life at that time um your mother is coming of age she's maturing in her own right right uh your, your great grandmother is reha- reha- uh, regressing a little bit um because she doesn't want to lose you too um, I mean, she she obviously she loved you, and right. um, and then you have this relationship that your dad that is no longer there. Um, within all those feelings, how how were you able to navigate through it, and what was the outcome of it? Because now you're you're beginning to go into high school, you have this new identity of who you are. And you have all these different personalities changing. Uh, how were you able to transgress that? Well, let's
0: let for one second I want to go there, but what one thing that um, I think that people would be interested to know is like how did you um, come to terms with your this person that you were accepting that
2: <coughs> <coughs> how did you come to terms
1: um that's a lot of questions, right there, so right? I mean, this is a, a lot. This is a terms lot. With this it, is a lot of stuff, all at the same oh, time. Yeah. You oh, know, absolutely. it's not. Tell I me mean, about it. Uh, to have like, because <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm I'm trying to figure out. Okay, what was the like, the process? You have you, sexuality. You have
0: a, a fear. Somebody having a fear of abandonment. You can't yeah. go out. Be with your friends. You lost a loved one. Um. Now your mom's coming back into the picture in a different way. And now you're having this sexuality, and your dad um, doesn't
1: want to be there. And you're
0: right, and your dad, you dissolve that relationship. That's a lot of shit. Yeah, but
2: he didn't. He didn't know about me being gay yet. He was oh. the only person I did not come out to. Okay.
1: So let's let's start so there. Let's go there. Let's and then go we're out. Going to high school. <laughs> yeah, let's go out of that because I'm. That. I'm. Wow, this is a lot of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> this is a lot. This I didn't is, see. I couldn't do with it. I was like, I can't tell him too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So <laughs> that's who that's did you tell who, first? Let's start with your with your sexuality. Who did you tell first? It's like, look, this is who I am.
2: So I like, I tested it on my cousin <laughs> because she was like my sister. Uh-huh. And uh, it just so happened that my second cousin, my mom's cousin, was there. Um, so they both were there. And I told them, like, oh my God, we're the first to know. I'm like,
1: yeah yeah you're the first to know but um how was that feeling just saying that and just getting out of your chest for the for, for the first time honestly it just didn't i didn't, I didn't really care okay at that <laughs> like, point you know like,
2: yeah like i it's like um the acceptance of myself was more vital to me uh-huh. than anyone else's mm-hmm. it took me three years to accept that i had these feelings and that you know, being bullied for being gay when I said I wasn't and all that. It was true. Mm-hmm. I wanted so badly for it to not be true, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. that I didn't have those
1: feelings for, for a boy. So wait, okay, wait, cause I'm, um, <laughs>
0: <laughs> we're going to, we are going to end up going out on this one and then we'll reconvene. on No, no, next. no.
1: So you mentioned <laughs> bullying, right? And obviously you, you, you're talking about, um, mid nineties, right? Around this yeah, time. Yeah. Right. So, um, and we're still in Fort Pierce, and I'm actually happy to move in Fort Pierce in the mid '90s. So it was still not a big city like it is now. Nope. Um, so you had a, so I could understand that bullying, but you're minimizing that. So how 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 bad was that? I mean, I was just ostracized
2: from everything, like mm. you know this kind of. I don't know. I, I I've been bullied for so many different things. I mean, I got I have an ear that's like shaped like a butt, you know what I mean? Like <laughs> pick your pick your poison, I guess. Yeah. So it's just another thing. I was a weird kid. Mm-hmm. I was always a weird kid. I mean, I was I had old parents. You yeah. know what I mean? Like yeah. everything about me stood out and it just it it yearned to be bullied. Mm-hmm. And um once I became the gay kid, I mean, I didn't even know what that meant. I mean, mm. I had been asked if I was gay when I was six by my mom. Mm. Really? At yeah, six years old, yeah, I know there's so many different things, you know, at six <laughs> years old because I was in kindergarten, I drew a picture of me and my best friend. His name was Matthew, and we were getting married
0: mm. <laughs> uh. <laughs> And I guess
2: I think about it sometimes and I'm like maybe they focus so much on race that they never talked about gender or yeah. how there were like <laughs> these norms of like yeah. you go you don't you don't do that, right for them anyway but so you know naturally developing i was just like i like him Mm -hmm. why wouldn't i
0: yeah
1: yeah so there was no perfect sense yeah (laughs) so within this bullying (coughs) excuse me within this bullying the you ever felt um so alone and so other that you just gave up like what gave you the courage to just to keep going because a lot of people don't have that courage or, or don't have or to that to come out to come like out to first this. to come out to come out in an environment like, to like say this your truth you know to to to, de- to have to have dealt with um the the issue with race up to this point and then coming out that takes a lot of courage yeah. for a young person to deal with all that did you experience any personal like setbacks? You know, with alcoholism, with drug abuse, with um, thoughts of suicide, with any of that stuff. Like, how how were you able? Did you did you first? Did you come? Were you able? To, did you experience those feelings?
2: Yes, absolutely. Um, I never dealt with uh, substance abuse myself. Mm-hmm of any kind. I, I, I saw enough examples of what it looks like out of hand, out of moderation mm-hmm. that I just decided for myself early on. That's just not something I want to do. Also, okay. I didn't know how it was going to affect me yeah. because <laughs> I saw how it affected other people. And some people never come back. No, true. <laughs> it's, true. True. it's true. So yeah. I'm like, no, not me, but I, I was suicidal. Um, when I, the, the first time I remember holding a knife, to my own wrist was when I was like 10 years old mm-hmm. and it was because, you know, I had these feelings developing for this, this kid and it was, um, it was, it was just so unexpected. I, I didn't really understand why the friendship was happening. You know, no one really befriended me and I didn't even know this kid was in my class and in the fourth grade. Mm-hmm and out of nowhere he wants to be my friend he's getting really close really fast and i've uh, there's like a sickness in me like a Mm. like a my stomach is like up in my throat every time he's around me and it makes me feel uncomfortable and it makes me feel like why like i couldn't even talk at some point Mm. around him like i just felt sick like anxious the same kind of anxiety i guess i had years later Mm -hmm. and um I blamed him for that, Mm -hmm. you know. uh, You blamed him? I blamed him, yeah, Yeah. absolutely, 100%. (laughs) Like, um, he has tricked me into these feelings, and he must atone for that. So I I asked people, you know, is he gay? Is that why he's, like, so, like, you know, coming at me like this? And, of course, that became a rumor very quickly, and then people started saying things Mm -hmm. and dissolved our friendship. And I felt such a tremendous amount of guilt after that, that the guilt, I think, drove me into my, my stasis. Mm-hmm. I was like, you, what are you doing? I was at a crossroads, and I recognized that crossroads. I recognized that I had two choices in front of me. Either you're going to keep on projecting your feelings onto someone else and m- try to make them own it, or mm-hmm. you're going to accept your feelings. And it took me three years to really fully understand what that acceptance looked like and what I may lose as a result of it. Mm-hmm. But I decided that it was worth.
1: So tell me about that. What did it look like for you?
2: The acceptance? The acceptance, yeah. The possibility of losing my family. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I figured you know, they had a hard enough time with the fact that I'm black or how are they going yeah. to accept me being gay on top of it? And mm. then on the, on the black side, no one was gay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. no. What I found out years later was we had lots of gays. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody talks about Nobody it. Nobody talks about it, <laughs> <laughs> Well, they're there. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, so I knew I, I could possibly lose my family. Um, I is definitely going to lose some friends. Um, I know from the friends that I made on AOL and stuff that the uh, huge majority of us at that time became homeless. Mm-hmm. And I kind of had to like sink into the fact that you may be on your own for a little while. Yeah. If you come out of the closet. Okay. So I kind of just didn't really... I, I like... I stepped out of life. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like I just took a leap of faith. Yeah. I, well, no, no, not even that. No. Like, I mean, I just like, I removed myself yeah. completely from okay. everything. And that's when the suicidal tendencies were coming in. That's when I was like, I don't want to, I don't even want to exist. It's not that I want to die. Yeah. I wish I had never been born. Yeah. Why am I dealing with this? Why should I have to deal with this? You know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah.
1: Now let's, let's talk about you coming out. You, you spoke to your cousins what was their response? They were the first ones that you told Oh, they
2: were fine with it. Yeah. They, yeah, <laughs> they, were, they were totally cool with it. I mean, honestly, how could they not know? <laughs> I saw some pictures when I was a kid and
1: I'm like, everyone knew, right? Yeah,
2: But, uh, oh, the
1: oh ones that did it, they were just too much. Fo- they were too focused on race. Right. Yeah. yeah that's what I'm i are saying. Like, you're was focused so, on the wrong thing. Come on. Like, I'm
2: just so worried about me being black. Yeah. yeah I was like, I'm sorry. I can't, there's yeah. nothing you can do about any of it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> um, so when I, I, came out to my friends next and for the most part, they were pretty accepting. Honestly, more people had a problem with me being black than they had with me being gay. Really? Yeah. I remember one friend telling me, you know, I can accept that you're, that you're, um, that you're gay. And that same friend, uh, I don't know if it was a conversation before or after told me that, you know, people mixing races, that's an abomination. Oh. And I remember thinking, hello, what <laughs> wow. I'm an abomination.
0: <laughs> that's terrible.
2: <laughs> what was your
1: response?
2: We stopped being friends.
1: Okay, good. Yeah. Now, which high school did you go to? I, I went to Lincoln Park. Lincoln Park. Okay. Oh, oh, yeah. Middle school and high school. And high school. Oh, okay.
0: Uh, so,
1: tell me about this. Um, I just, I mean, at this in this day and age, and we have progressed so much, being called that, uh, did it, did it anger you, or 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 was it just or you questioning? It's like, why am I dealing with this two big issues? Why does it have to be me? It, it was the question or it would just, just made you angry?
2: It, I mean, it, I, you know, honestly, I didn't get angry about it at first. Mm-hmm. It was one of those things where it kind of just like turned over my head a few times and I'm like, an abomination.
0: Yeah.
2: An abomination. Oh. Wow. You know what I mean? Like it, and I didn't really even have a reaction to it. Yeah. I was just like, I'm just so used to it. I, I've, I've, I had encountered in my life uh, neo Nazis, skinheads, you know, we went camping a lot mm-hmm. and uh, I got beat up by a group of boys playing manhunt because mm. they don't, they don't like black people, mm-hmm. all skinheads literally mm-hmm. flying a Nazi flag. Wow. And, um, you know, I've just encountered that so often in my life that it didn't really, I, don't know, I, guess, I guess I was kind of indifferent to it, mm-hmm. which is a terrible thing to be indifferent to something like that. But also I don't want to be like one of those people who are just offended by every single thing that happens. Yeah. You know what I mean, yeah. so it's just like you remove yourself from that. All right. Well, okay. You an abomination. Well then you won't have me in your life. Mm-hmm because I am not an abomination Mm -hmm. and see what you lose from that. See what you had gained by the fact that two people of two different races came together and formed someone Mm -hmm. who's your best friend and now lose that. Yeah. Yeah. and know what that feels like. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Wow.
0: That's deep stuff. I have to tell you that there's, I have tons of like gay friends and you know, whatever. And um, I don't think that any of them, I think that they experienced what you experienced but they didn't have the I don't want to say courage because it's it's hard you know what I mean to it's hard for me to admit stuff sometimes about my own self but I'm to to admit that at a young age like that or to come out and and knowing that you're going to lose or that you have the potential to lose all of these things that are important to you but you did it anyways because you needed to be You needed to own that truth about yourself. You Mm. know what I mean? That's a lot to be admired because a lot of people don't have, they're scared to do that. You know what I mean? And it's, it's a sacrifice, you know, but it's made you who you are now. And so,
1: so, so going back, you, you, you spoke to your cousins, you spoke to your friends. Who do you tell after that? so
2: after once i
1: found that you know
2: the the acceptance rate was pretty high okay <laughs> you did you did your survey and you
1: did your market test first right yeah 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 <laughs>
2: test the waters right like, okay things have changed enough okay we're we're at a good place yeah um will and grace was on tv yeah.
1: you know? that's true um
2: i was like all right i think it's time <coughs> i you know honestly i can't even say that i i thought to myself it's time to tell my my great grandmother mm-hmm. and you know my family like that uh, what happened was is one of the friends I had online uh, was going to be in a male beauty contest, a beauty pageant. And we're out fishing one day on a boat, my great grandmother, my great uncle, my great aunt. And um, they're just talking to me and stuff. And, and I tell them, you know, hey, do you think anyone could take me to Orlando um, to meet a friend? And they're like, how do you have a friend in Orlando? Why would we do that? well, he's going to be in a, a male beauty contest. And I told him I would go there and support him. And they just kind of look at me and they're like, <laughs> huh? a boy. I'm like, yeah, yeah. And a beauty contest. Yeah. I like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he's going to be in a beauty contest. And they're like, is he, um,
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> is he like, <laughs> <laughs> and they're all laughing. And, and I'm like, yeah. And then my great uncle looks at me, goes, son, have you got a little sugar in your tank (laughs) it's a southern term seriously
0: (laughs) oh my gosh
2: i'm like i i literally just burst out crying (laughs) (laughs) did you really i completely lost it i all i could do was cry and he's like no it's okay son it's okay and my my great aunt comes over and consoles me and i really look up to her she's the one that was working at the elementary school Mm mm-hmm and uh, my great grandmother, everyone's fine with it. And then they start recapping all these stories about me growing up. And They're mm-hmm. like, "Yeah, we knew." <laughs> <laughs> and, and I, you know, I was crying because I never got to tell my great grandfather yeah. who I really was. I mean, that was a big deal for me. Like yeah. all those times that we've talked, and I felt like he never really got to know me. You know, mm-hmm. he only knew me as a child. And my great grandmother was like, No, he knew. There was a time that you were laying on on his stomach and you were playing with the hair on his chest. And and he looked at me and he goes, I think this boy's got sugar in (laughs) his chest. I'm like, From playing with the hair on his His chest?
0: chest, I know. (laughs) Hello. I
2: don't even like bears.
0: Oh my God, that is hilarious that's, that's that is, funny that is hilarious That's awesome. But <laughs> if there's sort of this sense of okay, so maybe he knew more than I thought he knew yeah, yeah. like that he did accept you in this way
2: he saw things that I didn't realize that he, that saw. he saw. I mean, I I, and I I should know that, right? I mean, I, I was learning the power of observation from the man who observes.
0: Yes. Yeah, Yeah. And so was that comforting for you to some degree? Or a little bit. Sort of. I, I mean, mean, I still
2: wish, like, there's so many things that I've done and experienced now that I wish, you know, everyone. Of course. Would wish that they could go back and, like, say, hey, yeah. check this out. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he was such a jokester, too. Yeah. And I, I wish that he could see that I... I feel like I accomplished a lot of what he wanted. I, I'm still never going to be the person that he really wanted me to be. Mm-hmm. I'm just not that outgoing, but yeah, it's just, not, <laughs> Personality that, I'm wise, just yeah. not an extrovert. But, um,
1: I, I feel like I got pretty close. So l- let me ask you this, um, because a lot of people, and one of the things that I, that I, that, 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 that a soul squash is all about, it's about individuals and the individuals making a choice. Your great grandfather made a choice, and he loved you. I mean, from do you you felt like he loved you? I mean, this is a no, yeah. this is a, a a white man growing up in a certain culture in the Deep South mm-hmm. um, has in this situation. Your grandmother uh, gave her inheritance away, and and this people made a choice to to love you mm-hmm. regardless. Yes, how did that make you feel? That made me feel loved. I mean.
2: Before before I even knew all these things, before mm. I knew about the inheritance, before I knew about the history, I never questioned that they loved me. Mm. Um, for me, it was always, I actually, I honestly, I had the biggest fear that I was going to come home one day and they'd just be dead. Mm. Because what I learned from my great-great-grandmother passing away was that people die. Oh. And older people die. They're older. I was so concerned and worried about them passing away that that was really what riddled my mind I think when I was in school a lot of times like oh. what if they die today Yeah, oh. you know what I mean but they I never question if they love me okay. never
1: now so your family know knows what about your mother
2: so my mom knew before everyone um, probably because of that drawing with with Matthew but uh, <laughs> she also <laughs> she was concerned about me because she I, I guess um, she's gone through periods in her life where she was suicidal and she probably recognize some of those signs mm. in me. So she found my journal and she read through it and she confronted me about a lot of things that I was going through. And that's when she tried, she, I can't even say she tried, she did. She she became more present in my life and, and tried to help me to navigate those feelings.
1: How was that confrontation? Was it a confrontation? I mean, most people think confrontations are negative in negative connotation. How was that confrontation when she brought this up to you?
2: It was a relief for me. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I, I write things down for myself but I also write them secretly hoping that someone will find them and will understand. <laughs> wow. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I just why else write them? Yeah. Right. <laughs> Otherwise they yeah. just stay here and never have to risk anyone knowing it. Yeah. But when she found it and she confronted me and I mean my mom like even with all of her faults in her younger years she's just she, the way she approaches things is so amazing to me sometimes. She just she's a she's like a saint. Uh I can't even describe it. Like she just with understanding and acceptance and like, I know that all the loss that she's had in her own life has led her to that point Mm -hmm. that she could come to me and say the things that she said, that she said to me for me to feel the way I was accepted and, and loved and help me deal with the um, the alcoholism that my great grandmother was going through and understanding grief and loss because mm-hmm. she had it herself so much.
1: Yeah.
0: If you enjoy our discussions, make sure that you like, subscribe and share. Also leave us some comments. We want to hear your feedback. If you're interested in knowing more about A Soul's Quest, make sure you check us out on our website at asoulsquest.com.